You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show... What you're describing is inefficient. (laughs) How dare you suggest that over 70,000 unread emails is inefficient? How very dare you? Yeah, see, I can that like I'm literally coming out in hives just thinking about your inbox. <laughs> At least twenty percent of my communication is via the medium of jizz. <laughs> oh wow, wow, that's that's um, you and I both. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way I could think of getting out of that situation. <laughs> it felt so awkward. I thought I, I need to I need to say yeah yeah yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Don't say me too. Sorry, yes. Oh, John. Oh, shit. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. On this week's episode, Baz and I are joined by Sarah Mills, or on the internet, she's Sazzy Mills. Isn't that right? That is correct. Thank you so much for getting my self-promotion in there. Early doors... Anyone who wants to follow me, at Sassy Mills. There you go. Got that in right up front. We'll do it again at the end to remind people to go and follow you on all the socials and stuff. But we've got it straight in. We don't normally yeah. do that, do we, Buzz? We normally make Efficient. people work. We normally make people earn that kind of plug. But uh, we've gone straight in with it this time. I think so. we're working with a professional this time. Well, there you go. There you go. So, so Sarah, tell us about you and or tell our, uh, tell our listeners and viewers um, about you. So, yeah, my name is Sarah and I am a comedian, writer and content creator. Um, I talk a lot about bowel cancer, which is how me and Baz have met. Um, I had bowel cancer five years ago and um, it has really sort of informed the sort of content I make and the material that I do on stage. And it sort of opened, weirdly um, led me to lots of interesting opportunities as a performer. Um, but it's most important to me, I guess, to just keep banging my drum and talking about the symptoms of bowel cancer, um, the, the treatments for bowel cancer. Um, but also, yeah, first and foremost, I am a comedian. And I would like to say, like, if you ever want to come to any of my gigs, I don't just talk about bowel cancer, but I think that we're going to get into that topic quite a lot tonight, which is why I just thought I'd get it straight out of the starting blocks. We're talking about bums. We're talking about when they go wrong. Okay. Often. <laughs> okay, so um, we are the Mildly Controversial Podcast, as you know. And the way this works is we ask you for your mildly controversial opinions, and Baz and I decide between us whether they are accepted or rejected by oh, the yeah. uh, by the Marvel Controversial Podcast. So whether they are officially rubber stamped and approved or whether they are thrown in the bin. I think we had a guest on, didn't we, Buzz? He said, oh, do you mean it's a bit like Room 101? I was like, oh, shit, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we're blissfully ignorant. Uh, I mean, like uh, Baz, that's the second album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blissfully, blissfully ignorant. ignorant. We'll call that one. That brilliant. <laughs> um, can you remember the first two, Baz, oh, from that other from that other episode? No, I'll um, have to go back and watch it. I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, v- visibly soiled knees. That's it. Was, yeah, was the uh, was the name of the band and. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Brown Stains on a Towel was the first album. That, there Come you on, go. Let's keep on. <laughs> yeah, but see, this is the difference between somebody who has to go back and edit the fuck out of this podcast and somebody who just says stuff and runs away. That's the difference, is I remember these things because <laughs> I have to go back and watch it again. Anyway. Do, can I just ask then, Do you does, you does the pay that you each get for this podcast reflect the amount of work that Mike does that's more than Baz's? Um, <laughs> the, the pay we get for this podcast reflects the amount of work Baz does on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the, 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 read into that what you will. I, I spend hours promoting it. <laughs> but listen, if you are listening and you feel sorry for the fact that I do uh, about eight hours editing every single week on this podcast, um, and if you do feel sorry for me, then go to buymeacoffee.com slash mildlypod and throw us some money and I can spend it on producing the podcast and beer. Good Thank time. you very much. <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm not going to do that. What, you're not going to go and... Uh... We, we, we don't expect guests to pay to come on the podcast. <laughs> Good. I mean, that, that would be very rude, wouldn't it, Baz? Maybe, maybe when we're massive, Baz. Yes. I, I, I don't mean physically. I don't mean like... <laughs> oh, know, I, I was, I, I was when we're a beast. Massive. Baz, what are you drinking? Uh, just, I'm a rum drinker. And Mike, Mike what are you drinking? Baz is drinking rum and coke. I'm drinking Aldi Prosecco because I'm posh. Aldi right. Prosecco because I'm posh is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so... That is a sentence <laughs> absolutely wrought with contradiction. Michael. It's deliberately oxymoronic. There you go. Yeah. Wow. See? Or just moronic. Who knows? Hey! Anyway, should we get back to why we're all here? I think we should. I'm right? enjoying let's, myself. I'm not really bothered let, about everything else. Let's, so. let's, get a, let's get a taxi back from the tangent to where we were supposed to be. Okay. Um, okay, so... Um, Sarah, would you yes. would you bless us with your first mildly controversial opinion? So my first mildly controversial opinion is that all toilets should be public toilets. All right, you could have to expand on on, on this a little bit. Talk us through the uh, the theory and the rationale. Well, I was thinking about this today, right? Because I went on a run this morning. And I suddenly realised I needed the loo and I was about 20 minutes into my run. And we have this idea that you shouldn't walk into a pub or you shouldn't walk into um, any sort of public space or, you know, restaurant. You should, like, be... Bar you know, so I've, I've, like, gone into pubs before and, like, apologised that I need to use their toilet or, like, ask permission to use their toilet. And it just got me thinking that we kind of, you know, have this almost like prissy idea around toilets where it's like, no, you mustn't, you mustn't use anyone else's or you can't go into that space unless you're going to give them money uh, with, to use their toilet. And I think it doesn't do justice to any of like the disabled community. It doesn't do justice to people with like continence issues. Um, and it's also kind of denies this idea that we are all just leaky, pissy, pooey human beings. Like today, what happened to me, it wasn't anything to do. So I've got a stoma. A stoma is an opening in your abdomen, uh, a piece of your intestine, one end of your intestine is passed through and then you collect poo in a bag. So for me, I've had a bowel resection. So I've had a bit of my intestine removed and one end of the intestine is just rerouted out the front, which sometimes means I do get caught and I do need a toilet straight away. But actually today it was just that I'd badly planned and needed a piss. And even <laughs> that shouldn't mean that 
I have to like do this like groveling to go into like a cafe or a I just think we should change all these rules around all the toilets and just be like if there's a toilet people can use it if someone knocked on my door right now and was like I'm about to piss myself can you can I use your toilet I'd be like yes you can because it's just a toilet okay well we're going to give your address out later so if if anybody needs a piss um, in your area, then we'll just let them know where to go. We'll get it. We'll put it up on the internet. But, but I think. But are you saying, therefore, that by standing by this idea, I should give freely? Like, I d- I'm saying an entire overhaul of the way we treat toilets. Not that I have to like somehow do the extra work to make that happen. <laughs> okay. I wasn't suggesting that. You were. <laughs> you were. You literally said you would. You you would if somebody knocked on your door. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I'm I'm just gonna, but don't give out my address. I know you're joking, but do you know I, what I mean? Like, I, I don't know your address anyway. <laughs> Thank but yeah, God I'll, for that. I'll get your I'll get your house put onto Google with a little toilet sign, so people so people know they can come to yours. Okay, excellent. Right, Baz, Baz, where are you on the uh, on this toilet debate? So it, uh, it is one of those things. If you've ever been caught short, I mean, I think we've all done the same thing. I definitely have. Where you go to a pub and you're like, "I'll go and get myself a diet coke just so I can go use the toilet," yeah. which is, seems weird. But and like, so you wouldn't go into a restaurant and like buy a meal just so you could have a shit, right? So <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, would you? But it's. I mean, all shit start as meals. Yes, but, 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 Baz, you don't need to buy the meat. You don't need to pay for a meal until you've until you've got it. Yeah, and you've eaten it. Yeah. So if you just go into a restaurant, sit down, order a meal. Go, excuse me, I need the toilet. Walk off to the toilet and then fuck off. You've not actually done it. They've not delivered anything. You've done nothing wrong. That's the, Maybe that's the secret. I, I'm one of those people that don't like using public toilets anyway. Um, I, putting it delicately, I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm the sort of person you want using your toilet. Baz, that statement yep. throws more questions than answers. I know, no, yeah, but do you I, have yeah. an especially explosive body? <laughs> no, no, I just no, I just think I'm smellier than than most people, if I'm being honest. Uh, and you know, it's I've I've been in public toilets before when someone's walked in and going, "Oh fucking hell, what's that?" And someone died in here, which is you know, which is usually smell for toilet. But I think I think I'm I think I'm stronger than most when it comes to the smell department. So it's put me off since I was younger. But I do go now because like sometimes you just have to go, right? And also getting back to that I mean, thing, if someone knocked on my door and said I need to use your toilet, I'd be like, "Yeah, crack on." It wouldn't it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. But I think people I just don't that. do that, do they? We'll put buses on as well. Yeah, yeah. Buses going on Google. <laughs> Mate, my dress is already on. I put the front door and the town I live in. So, <laughs> actually, I think that this thing about like people going, oh, what, oh, pooey, that also slightly grinds my gears a little bit. Like, and it happens a lot in women's toilets. Like, girls seem surprised that shit smells. Yeah. Like, so you yeah, get a I lot of like that. kind of catty behaviour. Like when people come out of a toilet and they may may have like stunk it up. Where people go, ooh, and it's like, what were you expecting in here? Like roses, and it bothers me as as someone like I say with a stoma. Like I, I'm stinky like you, Baz. Like I will stink out a toilet cubicle, but like I can't help that. And and I think it's really weird that we have that we're sort of um, uncomfortable about each other just being human like that's a space where we just are human and um 
I, I just think it's. I just think we have these weird relationships with public toilets. I think we need to reclaim the uh, reclaim being uh, having smelly shits, and we're just like <laughs> when you walk out of a, when you walk out of a cubicle, go big on it and just go. Whoa, that's a fucking rotter that one. Listen, I'd give that at least fifteen minutes. I was going to say you that's going, yeah. you should go. I'd, yeah. give, I'd give it a minute I'd if I was you. Fucking out, it's going to be at least fifteen minutes before that doesn't take the skin off the front of your eyes, lads. Don't go in there, right? Maybe use the other one. <laughs> the skin off your eyes. Look, I, I'd to just just go overboard on it. Just just go right into because if you walk out of there like kind of quite meek and and kind of wash your hands and go, oh my god, well I'm quite embarrassed because that person might be able to smell what I've just done. So, no, just walk out and go, woo! I'm not talking about my embarrassment. I'm talking about, um, I'm not embarrassed, mm. but I'm talking about the way we behave around it. Like, I'm not saying I should change my behaviour. I'm saying that people that expect toilets not to smell should yeah. change their behaviour. Exactly. Yeah, but that, uh, and, that, and that's where I'm coming from, is that if you go over the top and you go, Whoa, that's fucking rotten, that is. Then, <laughs> it's a bit like kind of, I'm, I, I quite often, um, I've got self-deprecating humour. <laughs> and like I do, I do that a lot. I'll slag myself off before somebody else can. And I think that is a thing that is, like, that is how I would deal with it. I would be like, oh, God, this sticks. I'm just like, fuck it. I'd walk out. I'd say, I hope nobody's outside. You walk out, somebody's outside. I would just go, whoa, that's a bad one. Leave it alone and just crack on. Because <laughs> then if they're going to go, oh, that's horrible, it's just you've completely disarmed them. It's like, yeah, I know. I just said that. I've got, uh, like, well, I think, yeah, I think I would wait till the person said something. and may, like, Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I may change my behavior around it. I may just be like... Like next time someone goes, ooh, I might go, yes, yeah, it's, it's a toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome. No, this got... is where we come to poo and wee. Yeah. Neither of those things smell like a bouquet of fucking posies. Yeah. You just be, you'd, or, or just go overly sarcastic when someone goes, oh, that's what it's funny. I know, I can't believe it as well because normally my shit smells of candy floss. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, oh yeah, it smells like your dad's dick when I shag him. <laughs> I don't know how that joke Why would I shag him? I ju- I'm just like, hold on a minute. Yeah, that, that, you've not come out of that too well, to be fair. You've gone, even though this guy's dick smells of shit, I'm going I'm to carry on anyway. I've, um, I always think it's funny that like I've, I've spent time in toilets like waiting for the hand dryer to go, so if you end up with that... I could have put this delicately with the kind of farting, pooing thing where you get the uh, you get the, the noise as well. I love it when you're next to somebody who doesn't give a bollocks, just goes <laughs> in a public yeah. toilet. Just, it just grunts and fires it out. And you're like, I wish I could be more like that. I'm just, I'm just not that. I'm always like, wait for the, wait for the noise. Baz, again, go for it and just yeah. do it and then laugh. Do you know what I mean? Do, <laughs> do that. Do that. And it, that. Do that. And if it makes a load of noise, go... <laughs> you, you may Woo. change the way I do stuff from now yeah, on. Yeah, laugh and they go, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but then he'd get a reputation. It's a, no, it's a, it's a self-deprecating humour thing. It's like you laugh at it or you take the you take the piss out of someone before they could take the piss out of you. It's just yeah. it's the same thing. I love the fact that you may have started something here, a, a revolution and people going to the toilets era. Just like fuck it, let's just That's unleash all I've ever the world. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, I want a revolution around public toilets, and I'm I want gonna, it 
now. I'm going to start a revolution and I'm going to start it in a toilet. That's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Well, <laughs> when we go back to the original thing of, um, basically, it, it, to paraphrase, it was like, you should be allowed to go to anyone's to like uh, anyone's toilet and not feel embarrassed about it. You could, should be able to go into... Um, you know, pubs, restaurants, bars, whatever. Yeah, I think it's especially like public it. spaces like yeah. that because um, otherwise it's just, it just feels a little bit inhumane. Mm. What I tend to do is, uh, you know, if you're going into a pub or something like that, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ever walk into a pub and just go, where are your toilets? And go straight to the toilet. I would walk in and I would walk around the pub for 30 to 40 seconds pretending to look for someone. <laughs> and then go because that, that gives the impression that I am going to stay here once I've found my mate, mate but I just need to go for a wee first there you go um, but um, I would add to this um, that I think it's abhorrent that there are toilets that you have to pay yes yeah that's yeah. just not right I mean getting rid of your bodily waste is surely a human right. So yeah. for ones in public, even more public spaces than bars, restaurants, cafes. Stations. Train stations. How can a train station charge you to go for a piss? It's obscene. I should start emptying my stoma bag on platform eight of King's Cross Station <laughs> in protest. Well, in the just, bin. Into, just into the bin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just- Do you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> you should, you, I was walk, joking. Walk, walk up if you walk up there and go uh, and just go. I'm not paying to get in here. Well, you can't get in here then. And just go. Well, I'm going to be straight with you. I've got a stoma bag, and if you don't let me near for nothing, I'm going to go and throw it in that that, that dustbin out there. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because yeah. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure if you were to empty your stoma bag into a bin on a train platform, I don't think you've actually broken any laws there no oh i think it would be described as public something or other maybe public defecation public um i've already done it it was in a bag you've just been keeping it in a bag yeah so so if your dog did a poo and you put it in the the bin it's sorry that that sounds i've just compared you to a dog i haven't i genuinely haven't oh babes i'm a bitch you're right i think logically intellectually those are two um quite similar situations and why is it yeah i think we've um, started I a mean, revolution in the future here. we'll have this sort of um utopian situation where just there'll be toilets everywhere i guess is what i'm really aiming towards not that you should have to explain yeah. but i'm pretty sure if 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 you go to somebody and say um, you either have IBS or you have a medical reason why you need to use the bathroom. I'm pretty sure people would let you use it. Well, let's just be clear. I'm the one with a stoma and I will tell you that often people don't. Wow. Okay, that's bizarre. I got turned down. Actually, one time I was signing on and I wasn't allowed to use the toilets in the job centre. Fucking hell. <laughs> they made me go down the road to the library and my bag was leaking. And I was signing on because I just had like about, I was just in hospital for bowel cancer. And um, sorry, this has got a bit, um, I don't, I feel like maybe your podcast isn't like about sad stories. But, you know, if you want an example of that happening, I can, that has, that happens. That's We're about all stories on this podcast, aren't we, Mike? Yeah, exactly. Getting back to the original thing is that like every, uh, every 
toilet in a public space should be accessible to anyone or anybody should be allowed to use it. And Baz? Yeah, 100% agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you know what? If, if, I, if I owned a pub or a bar or a restaurant or a cafe or a deli or anything like that, um, I, would, I, I don't understand why people would even think about being, oh, you can't use this unless you buy something from me. It's just, yeah. I, 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 I don't understand that. So it's, it's, it's a shoe in your first one straight through. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> that is literally the best and most enthusiastic celebration <laughs> we've ever had. I love of anybody having a uh, having an opinion accepted by the podcast. Can I <laughs> can I just do an add on to this? I, I work in the event world, and uh, the uh, yes. the um, the portaloo is the much maligned uh, item on a, on on a showground. Because it's only dependent on the last person that used it for the condition that you find it in. So as someone who's worked in organisation, you'll have this thing where it goes, oh, the, the toilets are disgusting. And you kind of go, it's not my fault. It was the person before you. <laughs> so you know, It wasn't like that when we set yeah, exactly, them up earlier. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of those things with all toilets. If you leave a toilet in a good condition, it's not such a bad thing for the person that follows you. That and We should just all just like make... We should all just tie it up after ourselves. That's how it should yeah, be. Yeah, it's interesting, well, that, that's, isn't that's it? Because you do raise a good point, which is that I guess it, it means that we all have to have a sort of mutual trust, yeah. like we do in any public spaces, that we're going to treat it well. Yeah. And possibly the pubs and bars and restaurants, their view is that they can't have that trust because some people are just gross. I just realised that I was like, I've gone in hard on this mildly controversial opinion and then basically argued the other side of it by accident. <laughs> now you know See, well. when, I, when I worked in the corporate world, right, I used to have to go and present a justification for uh, to the board for them to release some funds for my department to spend, right? Um, and I always remember once I was quite junior, um, well, not quite junior, but it was early-ish on in my career. The board basically went, yeah. And I I, I kind of like carried on justifying it. And when I went out, my boss went, when the board say, yeah, just fucking shut up. <laughs> yes, so, so, do you know what I mean? They've yeah. said yes. So thank you, walk out. Don't yeah. start saying more things because they were yeah. actually, do you know what I mean? I've done so that. So I'm going to give you the done same, that. I'm going to give you the same advice. We've, we've agreed this. It's sailed through. Don't let yourself talk yourself out of it and don't let us then re, re, like revisit our decision. I <laughs> said nothing. It's gone through. The last gone 10 through. minutes, I sat here in silence and I gazed upon <laughs> your consummate beauty. There you go. There you go. I like that as well. I like that way of like trying to kind of, you know, using flattery. No one's ever used flattery to try and get, uh, for, to, to have us be more receptive uh, and more, well, uh, more accepting. <laughs> yeah. People are idiots. No one's done it before. Yeah, anyway. What are you drinking? Well, I am really broke at the moment. And so I find myself like using the absolute like entrails of my um, booze cabinet. So this is a Chinsano. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even I'm not old enough to drink fucking Chinsano. What on earth is going on have here? You, have you got a DeLorean? Have you just got to get a drink from the, few, from the past? <laughs> yeah. <Fucking hell. laughs> How in your drinks cabinet is Chinzano a thing? I just remember when I was a kid, my parents really liked Chinzano. So I think at some point, 
through the course of my adult life, they've gone, you should have a bottle of Cinsano. And obviously it's sat there and it's moved from every property that I've lived in and it's still there. But because I've not been able to like top up my booze supplies and that. So I've been drinking, like I've drunk all my vodka, I've drunk and I haven't replaced it. I've drunk all my rum, haven't replaced it. I'm now on the, I've nearly finished my Kahlua and now I'm drinking the Cinsano. Fucking hell. You've now gone back to 1983 to get pissed which is brilliant I'm looking forward to the fact that you're going to reach to the back of the cupboard and find some mead in a bit as well so (laughs) right okay I think we're ready for number two now having a mobile phone does not mean you are accessible to everyone all the time oh okay elaborate so we've had mobile, in my lifetime, I've seen the invention of the mobile phone, the, the sort of flourishing of the use of mobile phones, right? And I have also seen etiquette build up around phones. So for example, um, amongst lots of people that I know amongst sort of my communities and my friendship groups and my family groups, there's this sense that if you don't reply to a message quickly, you're being uh. rude. This weird idea that just because someone messages you, you should message straight back, otherwise you're being rude. Like, I just find, I think it's really insidious, and I think that is rudeness in itself, in a way. So, um, yeah, my my mildly um, controversial opinion is that um, you shouldn't always expect fast replies, and it's it's not bad manners to have boundaries around your phone. Do you want to go first on this one, Mike? Yeah, what? Well, like, I've got a, uh, I've got a, I want to cross-examine. Um, and I, uh, so I'm ready. At what point does it become rude then? So, so if I send you a message, um, if you don't reply in a minute, I'm not going to get arsy about it. If you don't reply in an hour, I'm not going to get arsy about it. If a week later you still haven't replied to me, then I'm going to get a bit pissed off with you. So at what point, where's the cutoff between what's acceptable to get a bit kind of annoyed that somebody hasn't got back to you? Here we go. When does the rudeness go from me demanding you? Where is the tipping point of me, of the rudeness being on me for expecting you to reply early to you being rude by not replying quickly enough. Where's the, at what time is the tipping point? Well, this thought experiment doesn't really work because you and I don't have a relationship we've never met before today. It was hypothetical. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's important to like say that like, it does depend on the type of relationship. Mm. Um, So if you're my employer, then possibly it's written into our contract. If you're my partner that I live with, then yeah, like I think they have a certain level of expectation and blanking them would mean something for our relationship. If you are my parents, my siblings, um, my very close friends, um, then yes, your sort of mental well-being is informed by checking in with me and getting a response. But, um, people that you know sort of people that you have like loose friendships with um people that you have sort of an equal footing in a workplace environment with like 
I think that I think each and every one of us has to navigate this one on one. And if you, Mike, and I were, you know, to enter into a friendship mm-hmm. and you were go- you were to say to me, well, I need you to reply within this amount of time, then we might have to negotiate that. And I, we might end up saying, well, this is we're not compatible <laughs> as friends. Me and my best friend. Right. Seriously. I've literally never had a conversation <laughs> like that with anyone yeah. ever. I would say, if we're going to become friends, I would expect you to <laughs> reply to my texts within 48 hours. Otherwise, uh, this isn't going to work. It's not, you don't need to like have these very elaborate conversations when you're first like meeting people. But I think it's something that you uh, sort of navigate and negotiate as you get to know people. And so, for example, like, I'm I'm quite conscious of this as my thing. So I will make sure that I don't necessarily say it outright to people. I don't say it to people. I don't go like, by the way, never expect a reply from me. <laughs> but I do. But I, I will. That's very clear, <laughs> though, to be fair. That, that is, you, 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 you know, if you tell people that and, 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 and people start moaning, it's like, I literally I couldn't, have, I couldn't have been more clear about it. So don't expect a reply because I'm a cunt. I think I'm possibly painting too unfriendly a picture of myself. Like, I do generally reply to people, but sometimes it builds up. So I will say to myself, maybe once every few days, at maximum a week, I will just go through everything all at once. And just because what, so my policy is that I'm never going to ignore anyone forever, but I just sometimes it might just take me a few days because I'm just going to. Like, I just need to, I'll just do it all in one go. And that, to me, feels efficient. And it feels like the only way I can manage it. Because the thing is, right, if you have, if you've, like, been offline, say, for, like, 24 hours, you might look at your phone and have, like, sort of six live conversations that you haven't replied to. And some of them are just chit-chat amongst the WhatsApp group. Some of them are people getting in touch with you, asking you how you are. And some of them are work-related and some of them are health-related. So it's like... You, there's no way you can just look at that and prioritise and like triage your own bloody phone. So I would just go, I'm just going to go over it all in one go when I have like the peace of mind to do all of those things. <laughs> okay, so um, in that example, um, if I hadn't have like, firstly, I'm never, I, 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 I'm never away from my phone for 24 hours. But if I was... There wouldn't be six people trying to get a hold. This is the difference between you and I. Is that um, there wouldn't be like there'd be the wife would have uh, there'd be a message from the wife saying, "I mean, Aldi, do you want anything?" <laughs> yeah, which you need to apply to straight away. You can't be like, "Yeah, last Monday I wanted some sausages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where are they?" Exactly. So it's like she'll have sent that, and then she'll uh, 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 and so that'll be it. So it's it's a very kind of different uh, different level for me. So I think it, I think what I'm saying is it's it's kind of without going into like verbal agreements and stuff, which I think is it. Look, if if I've met someone new and they go right, um, just before we uh, enter into this uh, <laughs> this friendship, I need to make it clear that um, I will only respond to I will categorize your texts that come in. The ones I feel are urgent, I will respond to within 24 hours. The ones that, if they got that, I was like, do you know what? Fuck it, this friendship's not going anywhere. 
I was like, I'm already, I've already had enough. I'm out of here. Do you know what I mean? This is making but, me sound like a really problematic person. Oh, not at all. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, without having a conversation like that, you just have to kind of work it out with people. And I yeah, don't, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is the how my relationship with messages are. When I was working professionally uh, for a company, I used to say to people, "If you send me an email." Will you send me a covering WhatsApp to send me? You tell me you sent me an email because I won't fucking answer it otherwise because I don't. I just don't keep up to date with stuff. It's not that I don't reply to things. I just don't look at shit. So, I'll, 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 yeah. But I think this just goes to show that there is so many different communication styles, and I think Mike, we're probably we're really in agreement because what you've yes. described, what you've got with your wife, is that you found over time that you want and need the same sort of communication whereas Baz what you've just described sounds like fucking hell to me (laughs) if someone was messaging me to be like I've just sent you an email I'd be like this why why are you doubling up on the like I don't need I know I've told people to do that because otherwise I won't answer the email yeah yeah so so we've got totally different (laughs) approaches to this see see, I'm the same I'm not like my, my accountant if my well uh me, me and Baz have been through the uh, the state of our um, email inboxes. Um, oh, Mike absolutely fucking briefly, dominates me before we get into this. Yeah, I'll, 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 br- I'll briefly go into it and t- just see how many um, unread. Yeah, 74,540 <laughs> unread emails in my email. So, and I, 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 I'm um, only on exactly. 47, and I, I thought I was the king until I spoke to Mike, and he was like... <laughs> I just uh, he belittled me with the amount of like red, you know, his yeah. So, so I've got I've got seventy four and a half thousand unread emails, right? So email is not the best way to communicate with me. So I've got an agreement. Literally, I've got an agreement with my accountant, and I say, if you send me something that needs actioning, if you send me an email that needs actioning, do not just send me an email, and because the number of times you sent me an email and then. A few like weeks later, they've gone like, you know, you really need to get this back to HMRC. It was like, get what back? Is that the email I sent you? Fucking so! I've got literally got an agreement with my uh, with my accountant that if they send me an email that needs actioning, they send me a WhatsApp to tell me that it's called efficiency. Email. Yeah, I'm just that's in ineff- what you're describing is inefficient. How dare you suggest that over seventy thousand unread emails is inefficient? How very dare you? Yeah, see, I couldn't. That like, I'm literally coming out in hives just thinking about your inbox. <laughs> I'm gonna have to breathe into a paper bag once we finish recording because of that thought. I lost control ages ago. <laughs> Not just of your inbox. No, no, exactly, of everything. If my wife ever rings me, I literally, if it's ringing with her name in it, I go in a cold sweat because I'm like, shit, something bad, really bad has happened. <laughs> yeah, what have I done? Something really bad's <laughs> happened. Because we, we just don't call each other. Yeah, even if, if I'm away for weeks, like we we watch, um, we FaceTime each other in the evening, but we never call each other during the day or anything like that at all. It's just weird if we do. I, but it makes sense if you FaceTime each other. It sounded like you didn't talk at all if you went away, which sounded like... In the past, I've worked away for months, and we'll go three or four days without like talking to each other, just because, yeah, I work late, she goes to bed early, and then it's like, oh, it's half eight, I can't call it now, so. <laughs> but again, that just, again, that goes to show there's a level of compatibility there, because it's obviously yeah. working for you. Well, I'm really, like, like I said, I'm really and low there'd maintenance. Be a, so. There'd be another woman who wants to talk yeah. to you every day, and you wouldn't be able to do that, and it would well, do, do you find me, would, 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 
both of you with with the phone. It's because it's in person. You kind of go, "You're right, yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, yeah, we've been up to, yeah, I've had a good day. All right, speak to you tomorrow." Where actually, if you if you do something like this, where you can actually see each other, there tends to be a bit more communication with what's going on. And like, like I'll fa- we'll, we'll FaceTime each other for ages, where a phone conversation will be really over and done with quickly because it's just functional. I think that phone calls can often feel a bit weird. I've, I like I like being on the phone now, but I have been through a pa- phase in my life where I didn't enjoy being on the phone and I've sort of, I've really sort of made myself get more into it. But I do think it is an unnatural way of, like I think FaceTiming is actually more natural than phone. Unless you're trying to convince your boss that you're in bed ill and you're not, you're out on the golf course. (laughs) Which is like, you know, a sort of a voice floating across the airwaves into your ear and they're not there, but they are there. You know, I think they're... And you, you you lose all of those other cues, like your facial cues, your bodily, um, whatever that word is, body, bodily. Language. Go. Yes, thank you so much. There you much. go. Um, I, 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 I wondered where you were going from bodily, although I was like, she can't mean fluids. Yeah, I language, communicate. Body language, yeah, yeah. I communicate at least 20% of my communication is via the medium of jizz. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's, that's um, you and I both. <laughs> that was the only way I could think of getting out of that situation. It felt so awkward. I thought, I, I, need, to, I need to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Don't say me too. Yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> oh, cancelled. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, hashtag also m- m- myself. I don't know. Where, are we, where are we at? I've lost track of where we are now. I think I think we should go on to number three. You haven't agreed or disagreed. I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Thank <laughs> God I'm here. Well, 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 well done you for telling us to how our podcast works. Um. What, what, no, what, what? Uh, two and a half years in, we're still fucking bumbling <laughs> along, not knowing. So what was the opinion? So the opinion was, um, having a mobile phone does not mean people should have access or expect oh, they, access. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, all the time. I agree, and I think uh, I think we went into a lot of it just um, without verbal or written agreements on how relationships work. You you figure out how some people some people reply, some people don't. And you know you just kind of work within that, um, and yeah, don't don't lose your shit if somebody doesn't reply. But yeah, if like, if um, if my wife does say, um, "What do you want from Aldi?" Um, she won't lose her shit if three weeks later I reply back with um, <laughs> cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's interesting to me, Mike, because it sounded like you were in disagreement no, with me no. earlier. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, I ebb and flow, and it's, you just got to catch me at the right time. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, anyway, you've got two. You, you've got two in now. What's your third? Um, that's sorry. That celebration was much m- much more subdued than the first. Well, uh, I yeah, because I've had a bit of Shinzano now, and um, I went you... really over the top, and I felt like. I couldn't replicate it from earlier, so it just wasn't worth even trying. So you've you, you've chilled your boots via the medium of 1980s alcohol. I like exactly it. Exactly that. Well, just going to edit your celebration um, anyway, so that'd be fine. <laughs> same one for everyone. I'm going to go back to so I'm going to go back to my other health thing now. Um, I think my mildly controversial opinion is not actually that controversial, but anyway. You know what? I'm going to go into it anyway. My mildly controversial opinion 
is that prudishness kills. Ooh, right. Explain. And I'm talking specifically about how we conceive of and talk about um, bodies, human bodies. Um, so, for example, um, I, on my Instagram, uh, do a lot of sort of awareness raising around what stomas look like, how they work, what it's like to live with one. So, basically, I post a lot of photos of me with my stoma bag out. Um, and I get a lot of pushback on that. I get a lot of like, especially on TikTok, in fact, I get a lot of people going, ugh, why? Um, and I, you know, and I get a lot of like, especially people like sort of my parents' generation sort of hinting to me that they don't really like it and thinking that it's, I'm not behaving with decorum to do that. And my issue with that is, I get it. I get that, like, we don't want to be looking at each other's bodies all the time. And maybe, like, if you're just scrolling Instagram, you don't necessarily expect to see, like, a part of someone's body that you weren't expecting to see. But I, my feeling is that this idea that looking at bodies in that way and examining them... The idea that that is inherently like not decorous and you know impolite and inappropriate is harmful to us all because actually it's our bodies that we live in and um, we need to see them and look at them and you need to be able to look at these different types of bodies and and different types of disability to understand them and to know how for so for example in my case i think it's important to talk about what a stoma is and to look at a stoma and to know that that is um part of like a bowel cancer diagnosis i you know i don't think that sorry this i've gone i've made i'm, I'm making it i'm writing a bloody dissertation <laughs> sorry um but i my point is that this old-fashioned idea that looking at our bodies is problematic is just not helpful to any of us um and illnesses and health conditions get spotted much more slowly if you are embarrassed by the sight of nudity and different parts of your body. I agree. I think it's uh, I think it's undeniable, and I think the um, all the work that they've uh, that uh, people have done um, and uh, campaigns have done to men check your balls, women check your boobs, all that kind of stuff is about breaking through that embarrassment. Originally, you said that. The um, people's prudishness um, is prudishness dangerous. kills. Yeah, prudishness kills, and 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 those are examples of exactly that. Um, and you know, if you're if you're out there on social media uh, telling people about your experience and what happened to you and where you are now, and if the stoma bag becomes the badge to people in the, in in. in immediately being able to see what's exactly. going on yeah if that becomes that then then so be it because that opens up a conversation that you then are able to say what the symptoms are what to look out for and all that kind of stuff so 100 percent, because i do get a lot of people being like oh you don't have to show us though and it's like but we're visual creatures mm. 
like we don't work well with abstract ideas. Like if I just described to you what a stoma bag was, you would not um, absorb it as well as if you literally just looked at one. I don't. So I'm going to weigh in with this. Uh, I think one of the best things about social media since since the lockdown and, and things like TikTok and Instagram, but particularly TikTok, is it's opened up the world to um, to to people that have different different bodies than us. So, you know, you, you look yeah. at some of the bigger accounts on TikTok. I, I try to find her account on TikTok, but it's the girl that's got the um, the, the one like, side of her face, which is larger. I was just trying to find her on here, but she blew up in TikTok doing do makeup and stuff like that. Yeah, so okay. I think I, I think what's happened on here is, like, there are times where people have, you know, um, what's, what's the word of my, uh, um I don't want to use deformities, that's the wrong word, but... People who have points of difference are now able to go on social media, and people can like support that. You'll always find people that just go, "Oh, that's fucking horrible," but then you'll have a load of people going in, like just telling them to go and fuck themselves off now, because this is what happened. I think what's happened is is that you can put yourself out there now, and 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 normal, you know, it's it's like normalizing anything, isn't it? So if if you you're normalizing like the stoma by not hiding it and being embarrassed about it. So I think it's the same with anybody. I follow a girl that um, that uh, doesn't have any arms, but she's got these amazing bionic arms. She, yeah, yeah. So, cool. but that's the reaction now. I think the reaction is that people are kind of going, "Oh, that's really cool that people, you know, don't have." You know, I follow someone who doesn't have any arms. That was, you know, shows every day how she she cares for her child, and I'm like going, "That's amazing!" Yeah. Rather than going, "Oh, that's fucking weird." Yeah, and so I think yeah. I think it's I think it's looking at other people now and seeing how people go about all the daily tasks that I do, but without or, or with all the added extras of the things that, that I don't have or, or do have. So you know, people with no arms, people with you know, like yourself who have to who have to do things differently than I do now. So yeah, I think exactly. a lot of it is now normalising that, and, and for for a lot of people, kind of going, oh, that's fucking incredible, rather than going, oh, that's that's fucking weird, isn't it? Well, the, the thing thing is because on on social media, it's everyone's just like swipe, yeah. swipe, 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 swipe. You've got to, if you want to talk to people, you've got to do something yeah. differently. So if it, if yours is your stoma bag, or yeah. like you're saying the um, the girl who's who, who are, uh, are I can't remember, I can't remember her name. Whatever, yeah, yeah. The, uh, whatever the most yeah, yeah. politically correct. Uh, um, or the one with bionic arms. By the way, I want fucking bionic arms. As well, <laughs> her name's Tilly Lockie, by the way, if everyone's going to look to her. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I grew up with the bionic yes, man. Exactly, yeah. so to have bionic arms was something I probably wanted since I was six. Anyway, um, but those are the sort of things that, you know, if people look different, if people act different, if people, you know, are, are up from very soon, very early into a video of what they're, difference is um then it works because it stops people and you know it, you know you scroll through like i, I was going to say you scroll through tiktok and it's just pretty girl after pretty girl. mine's just fucking golf after golf but you, you get my point do you know what i mean but it's like you know you need something to stop you yeah. and and yours might be the stoma bag because you yeah. are just like this is different people go oh what's that and yeah. They've stopped for two or three seconds, yes. which is all you need for them to yeah. listen to what you're doing. Yes. And 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 that's that's social. That is social media. You just got to, you just got to stop people for five seconds, and then they'll listen. I, I, to I, I would like to point out this stage that uh, 
as part of Sarah's social media, she does the uh, replicating photographs of famous people, but in with her stoma oh, bag. Oh yeah, I do. It's a. I call it. I don't really. I don't. I. I want to come up with a better title, but I've called it Stoma Heroes. <laughs> That's the name of the photo series. Stoma mm. Heroes, and yeah, it's basically uh, iconic pictures that we all recognise. For example, Ursula Andress in that bikini, Halle Berry in James Bond. Uh, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Jeff Goldblum, that's my favourite one. <laughs> oh, he's so, yeah, that, yeah, I did really like that. And then the Mind of the Tyrus <laughs> was mine. Oh, yeah, Wrecking Ball. That's my favourite. So can I ask you just a quick question while we're on the subject? So um, are you part of a sort of part of a group of people that, are you in a stoma gang? Are you with other? So, no, so, I'm not actually. Maybe because I'm such a cunt and I don't reply to messages. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a lot of people out there awaiting a, a, you know, a reply from you from six months ago. Again, look, we, we're going to have a stoma club, and you're not interested. Yes, but this is my other sort of thing. I think that social media gets a lot of derision, but actually, there is so much about social media that is useful, beautiful, informative, builds community, powerful. Um, and I think especially around like the cancer community, um, I know for myself, like I get comments all the time and messages in my inbox being like, thank you for what you, you know, thank you for sharing your uh, pictures. I'm not brave enough to do it myself, but seeing you do it makes me feel mm. more comfortable with my bag. And from my point of view as a patient, being able to go on Instagram and see other women going through bowel cancer treatment and bowel cancer journeys, like I don't, there's no one in my immediate circle. Like, I don't know anyone in real life. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anyone in real life that had had bowel cancer before when I got diagnosed. So social media was the only way I could find other people my age that had done that. So I think this sort of idea that like, being on Instagram, being on TikTok, spending time in those apps and investing your time in those apps, either as a creator or as a consumer or both. Like the idea that that is somehow wasteful or airheaded or um, pointless, I think it's really pernicious. I think it's, and it's wrong, you know. I think, I think that they are, I think that especially Instagram and TikTok, I love them both. I think they're really interesting platforms and places where, really interesting communities and artwork flourishes and um being snobby about them is just boring yeah. well the, the the reason me and mike know each other is literally because of tiktok so we there's the, the did you meet yes, on tiktok <laughs> oh i love that two old people on the kids <laughs> dancing up who knew who thought who would have thought it <laughs> no but I, I totally agree with you it goes back to what i was saying earlier about the the fact is it throws people into your path that you wouldn't have come across you know like years ago old forms of social media just old school facebook wouldn't have thrown us together whereas tiktok is just too no. like as what i said you know two middle-aged men on a on a kids dancing app making content during lockdown so they went oh I like what you do. Oh yeah, yours is all right too. Let's let let's be friends. And then two years, two and a half years later, we're on a podcast and all the other shit that goes with it. It wasn't <laughs> like that, Buzz. You were like, I like what you do. Yeah. I ignored you. And then it was, I like what you do. It was like, I ignored you. And then in the end, I was like, this guy's scaring me now. I need to. I, I, I need to say, oh, okay, all right, back we'll, off. We'll be friends. Right. Stop annoying me. I'll, I'll get back to you in <laughs> yeah. two weeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely be friends as I'm typing out the restraining order. 
Anyway. You can type out restraining orders. Why didn't no one ever tell me that? Well, don't tell Baz that, 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 that it's not legally binding if you just type it out and print it out. We live in different countries. It's fine. So, well, we need, we oh, need yeah. to vote on the last one. Uh, well, it, my opinion was prudishness kills. Right, let me go first on this one. I am, um, when it comes to prudishness, I, there literally isn't anything that offends me in terms of, like, bodies, because yeah. we're all different. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm more offended by my own body than anybody else's. That's <laughs> true. So am I, Baz, because every time I go on Instagram, all I fucking see is your body. Yeah, your belly, you're getting that out all the bloody time. It's me nipples, they're four and a half grand nipples, I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> I earned nine thousand. No, no. So I earned nine thousand pound on a, a GoFundMe just for doing like a bit of a topless like transition thing. That's what I was saying. We, we broke it down to four and a half grand a nipple. <laughs> just that's what we're like. <laughs> Sorry. Can I get that kind of money out of my nipples? You, you, you probably earned more money out of yours than I would out of mine. To be fair, so. Oh, right. Maybe I should think about it. I'm so so, so can we get back to wrapping up this podcast, by the way? <laughs> I like this. This is, this, is the best, this is the best one ever. <laughs> okay, so um, my opinion on or my views on the, on this one is um, prudishness does kill. And um, this, this episode has been different to uh, a bunch of episodes that we've done. Um, I hope it's, I'm pretty sure it has still been been entertaining, but it has had a thread throughout it, which has been really important um, about uh, about people's health, about people's self-image. And it's something that we, uh, we don't go out there and say a lot. But uh, Baz and I have always been very clear that um, we're open about mental health. We're open about all of these kind of things. And yeah. let's be open about all of the things. So particularly with the prudishness kills thing, 100%. And like I said, um, the um, that is why there are campaigns for men to check your balls, women to check your boobs, and all that kind of stuff. You need, we need to stop being so prudish about stuff. So um to be fair when you come in with things like stop people dying by stop being prudish i mean we're not gonna go no are we do you know what i mean we're not gonna say no that's bollocks everybody should be um judgment completely reserved don't ever show your stoma bag again don't ever talk about cancer don't ever talk about it so it, yeah, it was, you, it, I guess it, what you're saying is I played an easy game here. It, it was an easy shoe-in, but only because we completely agree with everything that you say. So it's not like you came in with a strategy. It's um, your social media, your story, everything is about educating people in um, in what, what went on with you and normalising... Um, normalising stoma bags, normalising uh, yeah. bowel cancer and all that exactly. kind of stuff, which Baz and I wholeheartedly agree with. And hopefully um, there is there has been a, an entertaining enough podcast that we've carried people along through the podcast and people have listened and learned and um, understood about what we wanted them to understand about. Are you both going to check your balls after this? I've been checking my balls throughout the entire episode. I wish you hadn't. Uh, well, you know, it's too late now. And on that bombshell, that is where we will leave the podcast for this week. So 
Thank you so much, Sarah, uh, for joining us. Um, really, really happy um, to have had you on. Lovely to have met you. Um, and to just to reiterate what we started with, if you wanted to follow Sarah on social media, it's at Sazzy Mills on all the social media, things like that. Um, go along, give her a load of support, share her stuff, get the message out there that, uh, that Sarah is, is trying to get out to as many people as possible. Thanks again, Baz. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Ta-da. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast, and the links to everything are there. <laughs>